This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello and welcome to our London walk in Little Poland. My name is Bex and I'm a presenter on the UK's national children's radio station Fun Kids. During today's walk, you'll hear some Polish stories, learn about some incredible Polish people and find out about some of the hidden connections between Poland and London. There's loads of little nods to Poland around London. Maybe you've seen the bust of famous Polish composer Frederick Chopin on the South Bank. It was a gift to Britain from the people of Poland in 1975. It was also mysteriously lost for nearly 20 years, but it was found, restored and placed proudly opposite Queen Elizabeth Hall. Or perhaps you've been to Poland Street in Soho, named in 1689 after a pub called the King of Poland, which was named after a famous Polish ruler. But on this walk, we're taking you around Hyde Park and Kensington. And a place affectionately known as Little Poland. So, let's get going. We're starting at the Peter Pan statue opposite the Long Water. Even Peter Pan has a Polish link. The film Finding Neverland won an Oscar for the best original score in 2005, which was written by the Polish composer Jan A.P. Kaczmarek. As you face the statue, turn left and walk until you reach two trees an oak tree on your left, and a tree surrounded by a fence on your right. Pause the tour here and press play when you reach it. Did you find the trees? Well done. Now look to the tree to your right, behind a round fence. In Poland, there's a really similar tree called Bartek the Oak, which is probably the most famous tree in Poland. It's really, really big, over 33.5 metres, that's the size of nearly seven double-decker buses. At the bottom, the trunk is 13.5 metres wide, and at the top, the branches of the tree reach out across 40 metres. Can you imagine that? Although it's not the oldest tree in the country, it is around 686 years old, which is pretty old, and it has seen a lot of Polish history. Legend goes that King Casimir, who ruled Poland in 1310, held his royal court under Bartek the Oak. Imagine our royal family now, hosting politicians and other important people, and instead of inviting them to Buckingham Palace, inviting them to sit under a tree. Might be okay in summer, but in winter, that could be quite chilly. Another Polish king, Jan Sobieski, reputedly rested under Bartek the Oak on his way back from the siege of Vienna in 1683, and he's said to have hidden his sword and a bottle of wine in its trunk. So if you ever visit Bartek, be sure to check inside him for some hidden treasure. OK, let's get back to the tour. Continue down the path until you reach a very tall tree, just before you reach Queen Caroline's temple. Pause and press play when you reach it. Hi, welcome back. Have you heard the story of the Varvel dragon? Once upon a time, there was a terrible dragon that terrorised the city of Krakow, the former capital of Poland. And the people who lived there would sacrifice cattle or young maidens to try and keep it at bay. King Crook tried desperately to find a knight who could get rid of the dragon, but no one, not even his own sons, could manage it. Then one day, a young shoemaker called Scuba had a cunning idea. He filled a sheepskin with pitch and tar and placed it in front of the dragon's den. The dragon ate the sheep, but it caused a burning pain in his throat and his stomach. The dragon knew he needed to cool down with a drink, and he found the biggest one he could see, the Vistula River. 
The dragon drank and drank, but instead of his thirst being quenched, he felt even worse because the water had mixed with the pitch and the sulphur, causing disgusting and gruesome gases to come out of the dragon until, eventually, he exploded. The townsfolk were delighted and Scuba was handsomely rewarded by marrying the king's daughter. If you visit the Varvel Castle now, there's a statue of the dragon standing at the bottom of the castle hill and it spits real fire when you least expect it. The statue is almost as tall as the trees around you right now and it's really scary. If you keep walking a little bit further, you'll find Queen Caroline's temple. If you have time, why not play a game? There's one that works perfectly here. One, two, three, Baba Yaga is looking. Now, Baba Yaga is a character in the Polish version of Hansel and Gretel. She's a terrible witch that is known to live in a house on a giant hen's leg. Well, fairy stories are kind of crazy at times. All you've got to do is get one person to stand facing the temple, and the rest of the group to stand behind them, a few metres away in a line. In the time it takes the one person to shout, One, two, three, Baba Yaga is looking! The competitors have to get as close as possible to Baba Yaga. As soon as the person who is Baba Yaga turns around, no one must be moving and Baba Yaga can approach them to try and make them laugh or to move, so they have to go back to the very start. Then Baba Yaga goes back to the front, turns around and says the phrase again. The first person to reach Baba Yaga without being seen is the winner! Once you've played a game or two, walk a little way down the path until you reach the Serpentine Gallery. Pause and press play when you reach it. Can you see the Serpentine Gallery? Great! Head on the pathway to your right and walk a little way down it. We're heading towards the Albert Memorial. While you're walking, here's another Polish story. In the 9th century, there was a cruel ruler in a Polish province called Kruszwica, called King Popiel. He and his wife were hated by everyone in the kingdom, so his 12 uncles conspired to remove them from the throne. However, his cunning wife heard of the plan and encouraged King Popiel to poison them at a feast he was holding. Instead of destroying the bodies, the king threw them into the lake, called Gopwo, and the commoners were so mad they decided to rebel. The king and his wife fled, and they headed to a tower that they hoped would keep them safe. They were partly right. It was safe from the rebellion, but not from what happened next. Hundreds of mice and rats rose from the lake and attacked the king and his wife. Even when their guards tried to kill the mice by slicing them in two, they would just multiply and continue to attack the tower. The mice ate through the brick and the bars of the castle until eventually they made their way inside and the king and his wife had a pretty gory end. Scary stuff, right? Let's get back to the tour. Keep walking towards the Albert Memorial. Hopefully you can see it now. Did you know that a few years ago a Polish prince wanted to build a statue in Hyde Park to commemorate the Polish soldiers who fought in World War II and the Battle of Britain? It was a great idea, but a Polish war memorial already exists. It stands by the A40 road in the London borough of Hillingdon, near the RAF Nortolt station, and lists the names of over 1,900 Polish airmen who fought and died in the Battle of Britain. Make your way to the Albert Memorial and stop when you reach it. Then press play when you're ready. Are you at the Albert Memorial? Brilliant! From here you can see the Royal Albert Hall. That's the rather grand circular building at the edge of the park. In 2018, the Royal Albert Hall hosted the Polish Independence Centenary Concert called Stolat, which means a hundred years in English. 
Loads of top Polish performers took part, and so did the children's choir of Polish Saturday schools. They sang Stolat, a famous song sang in Poland to celebrate important events, like birthdays or name days. Stolat wishes the person longevity and good fortune, and it's also something you say after someone sneezes. If you know the song, feel free to sing it right now. We're going to head to the front of the Royal Albert Hall, so head towards it. You'll have to cross the road and walk around the side of it, so be careful of traffic. Pause the podcast and press play when you reach the front. So now we're outside the Royal Albert Hall. It hosts thousands of concerts, events and plays, including the proms every year, featuring world-class celebrities and musicians. Loads of famous Polish people have performed at the Royal Albert Hall over the years. And not just singers or musicians. Wojtek Feeback, a tennis player, has appeared here, and Johnny Czeslaw, a wrestler, has performed here 29 times. Actors like Rula Lenska, the Mazowsze Dance Company, and musicians like violinist Ida Hendel, plus composer Andrzej Ponownik, who was knighted by Queen Elizabeth II in 1991, have all performed here too. In fact, Ida has performed here 111 times. If you're facing the Royal Albert Hall, turn around so you can see the Royal College of Music. Walk towards it and turn left to walk along Prince Consort Road. When you reach the end of the road and just before the roundabout, cross the road to your right and head to Exhibition Road. When you reach that, press play again. Hi, we're now at the very heart of Little Poland. This is the place that loads of Polish people moved to after World War II and it's full of Polish history! If you were to keep walking towards South Kensington Station, you'd find Cromwell Road, often known as the Polish Corridor. At number 9 Prince's Gardens, a road just nearby on your left, there was the very first Polish library in Britain. Little Poland is also where the Polish government officials moved to when they were exiled from the country during World War II. The De Kies restaurant is here as well, a Polish restaurant right by South Kensington Station that was said to be a hub for spies during the Cold War. Nearby, around this area, there's also the Brompton Oratory Church, where Polish people went to worship, and the house of Edward Raczynski, a Polish president in exile at 8 Lennox Gardens. Head towards Cromwell Road and stop halfway, and on your left, at number 55 Exhibition Road, you will see Ognisko, or Polish Half, the famous Polish club, which has been a hub for Polish cultural and political activities since it opened in 1939. As well as being a place for the Polish community to interact, it's also the site of lots of Polish theatre, parties and official events. Recently, Ognisko even hosted the Duke of Kent's 80th birthday party where one of the guests was Queen Elizabeth. Lots of famous people have been members of or have visited Ognisko, including Christina Skarbek, also known as Christine Granville, an incredible Polish female spy who worked for Winston Churchill during World War II and was the inspiration for a character called Vespa Lind in Ian Fleming's first James Bond novel, Casino Royale. On your way out, why not stop into the popular Ognisko restaurant for a portion of delicious pierogi, the famous Polish dumplings, or try some other Polish specialty. As the popular Polish saying goes, the way to someone's heart is through their stomach. If you want to find out even more Polish history, then why not head to the Sikorsky Museum? If you're facing the entrance to Ognisko, turn left and walk until you reach Kensington Road. Walk until you see Prince's Gate on your right and head down the road. 
It's a museum packed full with Polish stories and amazing displays, such as the sculpture of Wojtek the Soldier Bear and Christina Skarbek's belongings, plus some useful Polish inventions, a mine detector and a bulletproof vest. Don't forget to ask your guide at the museum to tell you some other stories of the Polish army's fight for freedom. That's all for now on our little Polish walk today. Thanks for joining me. I hope you've enjoyed our Polish adventure in London together and I hope it will inspire you to find out more. Bye for now. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. I'm James Stewart and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. Hi, James. I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. (laughs) This is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.